Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to It's Tricky with Raquel Harper. So what's tricky? What does that mean? Oh, let the camera roll. So we have the legendary, okay, Miss Lunell herself. Um, she's one of the realest comedians, period. She's funny as hell. And I'm very, very happy you're here. I haven't seen you, honestly, actually. When's the last time I seen you? Probably like five years, literally face to face. No. Um, yeah, probably because you got to take two out immediately for the Rona. No, I seen you during the Rona time. When? At the swap meet. I was at Slauson, and you were sitting there. I don't know if I saw you there, but I do frequent the swap meet. <laughs> No, I saw you. You just going to put me on blast like that? I was there, too. Yeah, I, put, I go to the swap meet. No, I, I put myself there, too. I was right there with you. Shoot, I'm sitting there oh, right there. Okay. I'm in the parking lot. I'm like, what you doing here? Oh, yeah, 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 outside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah outside, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, okay, boom. Talking yeah. about, hey, ain't nothing wrong with the swap meet. People always act like something's wrong with different things. Do you know that you can literally take a swap meet outfit and wear it on the red carpet because nobody up there knows that it came from the swap meet, only everybody down here. Yeah, I mean, but look You here. know, they don't know there's a hundred more outfits like that running around Los Angeles. <laughs> who, who who made that for you? Um, you Slauson just... Swap Meet. <laughs> right. You hit them with a name. <laughs> you just hit them with a name. You, um, your YouTube show, and you also filming. Tell me what's going on with you. Well, I don't do a YouTube show any longer. I just keep putting up content. I was doing, during the corona, uh-huh. I started doing a YouTube show called Hey Lunell. There are 60, 62 episodes online right now. Um, I started it because I was forgetting how to put on makeup. I'm like, I've been in here a long time with no makeup. You're, you got you the know, lashes cracking today, honey. Always. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm back. But um, during the Rona, when we was at home and not working, because, you know, Comedy Clubs wasn't doing those shows either, mm-hmm. uh, I developed that to sort of stay in touch with my fan base and to uh, just practice being on air like this and to get made up and smell good every Wednesday. I did it every Wednesday live at 3 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we started it before the Ahmaud Aubrey murders or anything like that, before George Floyd. So the emotions of that whole time yeah. are captured on my YouTube show. Mm-hmm. Like, like people binge watch, you know, uh, P-Valley. You should binge watch Hey Lunell on YouTube. Hey Lunell. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I love the show. Um, But Thanks. listen, you... You're always definitely one of the funniest comedians. Do you feel that you are underrated? In a way. In a way. I feel that I've got a, you know, um, a character, actress, uh, just pop in, punch up, and lighten up, and the screen type thing. But that, and I haven't been given a really, really meaty part that would really show my range. And that's okay, because I'm not the greatest memorizer in the world. So me doing those little parts and stuff like that in very memorable films uh, sort of <laughs> me in, in a certain type of thing. You know, I, I, I am in a different category as well. I feel like I'm very street and very 
real and very more about the people than I am about the industry type thing. You are. Even though that's the industry I'm in, you know. But just certain shit. What's the what's the language barrier on this show? Oh no no no! You out yeah, there? Basically, I don't give a fuck about playing any of the games or anything like that. Yeah, I am who I am. Uh, take it or leave it. I haven't changed in thirty years. I've always been outspoken. I've always been very blunt, and that's a long process to even get there because yeah, everybody's not born that way, you know. But. Things happen to you in your life, and you can hold them in, or you can let them out. I find letting them out makes me feel better. You get physically sick holding in, not saying what you want to say. So then I just developed that type of rep. But the other reputation that I do have, I know, is I'm professional, and I show up, and I am fun, and everybody's happy to see my name on the call sheet. Yeah. And I don't cause no shit or no <laughs> nothing like that. So... You know, I'm happy with, with where I'm at. I want some more money, though. <laughs> uh, do you, and then, but you think you, they shorten you money in Hollywood? Um, yes. And why do you feel that they shorten you? Well, just because I'm not the the name. Until I, until the, see, the people are really, the people are, real, the people speak. Yeah. And even though the executives may not know who I am or the maybe, personal power that I have and connection that I have with the people, yeah. the people know. So they don't put me in the category where they feel like they have to give me what I'm actually worth mm -hmm. until the film comes out and all the rooms, oh my God, and by then it's too late, you ain't got paid and it's over. So, But I'm going to get there, you know, slow and steady wins the race. I heard that. For real. I mean, like, when I be thinking about I'm like, damn, everybody knows who you are, so it's just very crazy because every single role that you do, you always kill it. So it just doesn't be making That's sense. True. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you know, the basically, um, it's all in God's time. You know, if I had my way, I would have been where I'm at 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm where I'm at, I wouldn't, it would have not been good for me to be where I'm at 20 years ago. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, it, you get older and you get wiser with your money and stuff like that. You're not doing the dope you used to do and sleeping with the <laughs> trollops that you used to sleep with and being drunk and all that stuff. That comes with age. You but know, you've been the, married for, what, 20 years now, right? Yeah, but I, not all in a row. <laughs> <laughs> not all not all in a row oh okay so y'all yeah. had some tricky times oh yeah what marriage don't oh, but we well, got married yeah. in 90 days so what do you really know about somebody when you get married in 90 days oh so you had a 90 day wedding basically yep, yep vegas the whole shit oh so were you drunk or something and decided it no it was a beautiful wedding we fell in love madly in love crazy in love Boom. Oh, he must there. have had some good pipe for your marriage. Well, it was days. more than that. I can get good dick anywhere. Oh, well then. But yeah, it, it was the man that he was. What was kind of one. what kind of man is your husband? You know, my man, my husband's a basically a woman want to know that your man will knock a motherfucker out for you. Mm -hmm. Basically, you want to know that. Yeah, absolutely. And he was definitely that. And he was also not a hindrance to me on the road. He was a help. He would help me with my merchandise. We used to dress alike, like matchy-matchy shit and all that all kind of fun stuff. He was great on the road, but he's very, very ill because, you know, 
uh, there was a period where we was apart and there was a lot of drug use going on. And I just want to say to any of you who like to do dope out there, it will catch up with you eventually. Smoke your little weed, have your little wine, drink something like that, or drink with an umbrella in it. But that fentanyl, that cocaine, all that bullshit isn't leading you to nowhere. You will regret it in the end, plus you'll be broke. Mm. That's my public service announcement. Well, damn, that's a hell of an announcement. And that's that's a fact. Is he, um, for his health, is he doing any better right now? Well, some conditions, yes, and some conditions, not they're stable. They're not going to change. But anyway, let's change the subject talk about more lighter things, like who I'm going to smash next. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> who are you going to smash next? Well, I had not, you know, of course, Bruno is my my heart. Mm-hmm. And I would love to smash Bruno, but then you just don't know, do you, you know? Were you really, okay, some of these guys in Hollywood, right, who have you smashed, like, that is, that people wouldn't expect you to smash, but you, but you can say, yeah, I did that. My girlfriends know, but y'all will never know. Oh, okay. Come on now. There was, there was one of, a, there was a couple of them had a fun time, you just can't say their name? I could, but I just choose not to. Oh, you're going to keep it with you and roll it out? Yeah, my friends know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And but Bruno's the one that you want to smash. No, I don't just want to smash. I don't even want to smash him. What if he was not satisfying in bed? I'm just saying, <laughs> I I love him. I love him beyond smashing. You know, I love his talent. You know, he's got that Prince thing. You know yeah. that that talent that James Brown said he studied and he's got it. He's got it, and he can play all these instruments in his show, and he's funny and witty and slick and he's had his ups and his downs and lost his mom and all that stuff. He's got a great story. I love him and he's cute as fuck and I want to be the girl in the gorilla video. Please use that clip. Watch the gorilla video and put my (laughs) face on that bitch and that's who I want to be the girl in the gorilla video. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Oh, you are funny. <laughs> well, Bruno, so now Bruno, if you're watching. Bruno knows. You know we made a video together, right? Yeah. But you I said, but you already told him that you wanted to see what it do down there? No, I don't say, we don't talk like that, girl. Yes, shit. Yes, My you God, do. you're trying to tarnish our beautiful relationship, and I'm not having it. No, you just tarnished it yourself. You just said you wanted to smash next. Well, I mean, <laughs> I want to smash Idris Elba, but that don't mean nothing. You know, I want to smash a lot of people. That don't mean nothing. Idris Elba? Yeah, yeah, Idris Elba is a nice-looking man. Uh, matter of fact, I don't want to smash him. I want to let him smash me. Oh. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> You're all talk. You ain't with none of it. No, I ain't busting the grape in a food fight with still toed boots on. <laughs> but I want to. <laughs> right. Monique recently apologized um, to DL's family. How do you feel about that? Good. She should have. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. People say things in the heat of the moment, you know, that they shouldn't say. But it takes a big person to go back and say, hey, I, I was out of pocket. And I think that that's a good thing. How are you and Monique's relationship? Fine. <laughs> Who do you, who's your, like, you rock with as far as the comedian, like, world, your sister sisters that, like, you just bond with heavy? Laura Hayes is my number one ace boon coon. Miss Laura from Martin. Mm-hmm. Cole's mom, uh, queens of comedy. She was out of Oakland. I was out of Oakland. Paul Mooney out of Oakland. Mark Curry out of Oakland. And we just have an Oakland thing. And we've been through a lot together before we even came to L.A. or before either of us was on TV at all. And then back in the comic view days and stuff. And then 
personal shit. So that's my number one. Everybody knows that. Um, I like a lot of other people, though, you know. And then, uh, yeah, I don't have a bad relationship with uh, too many of the women in the game that mean anything. <laughs> what do you mean that mean anything? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean the shade that it sounds like. That's who what I who mean. throws shade at you? No, I'm not getting any, any of that. But you know, if if you're alive, mm -hmm. you get shade. You know, people done shaded you. I'm sure you don't. Shade, well, all the time. The yeah. So you get it. It's just part of life. But I don't worry about that because you know I have so much more positive shit to concentrate on besides a few little haters. You know, my baby cat William says. If you got two or three haters, try to figure out how to get like 15 before the weekend comes. You know? <laughs> yeah, Kat's one oh, of my I'm favorite. I'm paraphrasing. I'm paraphrasing. Kat's one of my favorite people. Um, for Kat, for who do you feel is the strongest comedian for as a male comedians? Like, who do you think is a, your top three male comedians? My top three? Yeah. Of course, Kat. Mm-hmm. Chappelle. Mm-hmm. And probably me if given a chance. <laughs> me. I'm like I'm like little Richard. Uh, I want and the Academy Award goes to me. You seem to say that. You seem to say that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love Cat. Um, I've interviewed Cat a number of times. He always cracks me up. He's really one of the realest. I I also think you know what I'm saying like Cat. He he's never gives a shit, and that's what I like about him. Cats like if I ask Cat anything, it doesn't matter. He's gonna answer what it is. It doesn't. Get and he always fuck. has a very analytical answer that you really can't argue with. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Have you went on tour with anybody that you have wanted to go on tour with that you have not yet? No, I've only ever been on tour with Cat. Nobody else has ever taken me on tour. I went on tour with Cat 15 years ago, and I just got off tour with Cat for nine and a half months. So, no, I've never been on tour with nobody. It's just my own tour. I'm on my own tour right now, but it's yeah. not, not arenas and stuff, just, you know, doing the improvs and Carolines and stuff like that around the country. And it's called the Fresh Out of Favors Comedy Tour. And you know why it's called that? Because I'm fresh the fuck out of favors. Don't <laughs> ask me for shit. I done paid back every motherfucker that I've ever owed money to. I done done <laughs> good things for people. I done paid for people stuff to do with college, funerals, all that shit. You, if I love you and I see you not need something, I got eyes. I'm going to help you out. But don't ask me for shit because I'm fresh out of favors and I don't owe nobody shit. But wait, you fresh out of favors. So if the family comes right now, right, because you're one my of the— My family? Yeah. My family has several issues right now, and they ain't had to ask me for shit. I was there. Okay, so I made it happen. But if if your random homies just come to you, be like, Lunell, I just see you just got done doing that show. That man, that show was sold out right there that you just got done. Can I borrow about fifteen thousand? I'd rather give it to you. Uh huh. Because we're gonna lose the friendship. Because bitch, if you had fifteen to pay me back, <laughs> you would be asking me for it in the first goddamn place. So anytime, <laughs> I don't do that. I would rather just buy what you need or get it. But I'm not. Don't give me the old pay me back shit. Plus, people don't like to pay pe back people who they think got money. Let's keep it real. Where the yeah. fuck has that ever worked out? Never. I mean, I mean, people never pay back. I mean, that's obvious. Yeah. For you, right, what is you dream about, like, that you can obtain in your career? 
that you haven't obtained yet? Well, Chappelle has uh, said that I'm going to be uh, one of his four that uh, he produces Netflix special for. He's already done Earthquake. And I think um, Tony Wood. No, he done Earthquake, and then he did Donnell Rollins, and Tony Wood was the next one, and then me. And so I want to do that. I want to do my Netflix special. I want to be paid accordingly. I want it to be epic, and I want it to be special. Because a lot of times, these specials just ain't fucking special. Yeah. You know, back in the day, if you did an HBO, like, half-hour special or something, like, the next day you were on Carson. The next week you had a show. Like, it was boom, boom, boom after that. But I see people do a Netflix special, and they standing right behind me at CBS. Like, what the fuck are you doing there? You know what I mean? <laughs> but I want my special to be really special. Uh, like it's going to, be, and it will be because it's me. I mean, a lot of people, though, for comedians, though, I think that um, now it's it's like a fine line of com- comedy about what you can say and not say. Like, you know, I think. Is it? Yeah, it's, as far really? as Chappelle gets critiqued always, you know, for with the LBGTQ <laughs> community about what he's, you know, about his punches, and they're trying to cancel Chappelle multiple times. What, and how did that work out? <laughs> well, he's not canceled, exactly. clearly. <laughs> so do you think that you have to be careful as far as that world? Well, I think that there's a way to say everything, you know, in this day and age. There's a way to get your point across so as not to ruffle too many feathers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're always going to ruffle some. I mean, you know, and I'm not a motherfucking people pleaser. I, I, I am known for saying what the fuck it is and how I feel. And I'm not, I don't, you know, I don't set out to hurt people um, or anything like that. I don't talk about people. You know, people's always like, oh, I don't want to sit in the front row at the show. Well, bitch, you can sit on the stage. I'm not paying no attention to you. I have material. I don't fuck with people in the audience unless <laughs> you are just, you know, um, disturbing the people around you and the people around you are sending me a vibe because I get vibes on stage. Yeah. Sending me a vibe and saying, Linnell, say something to this motherfucker. Then yeah. if I get that, then, you know, we, I, and, I, and I do. You go, you go up at it. No, I, I politely ask two times maybe <laughs> keep it down or you know talking to the waiter or whatever like that or it's distracting i'm high it's not you it's me but if <laughs> i have to say it three times that i really just don't even get into it i'll cut you out real quick and then you you got to get kicked out the club dang that i mean well at least you do you feel that's what, that's what <laughs> have you ever rule. been in any incidents that people try to attack you at your shows at all no i've had people try to kiss me and shit like that and, Hug on me or take the mic and try to be funny. So not nobody has ever came at me, but I don't think I give anybody a reason to do that. Yeah, I mean, well, people just—I mean, you could also have obsessed fans. Okay, let's say you—you you, you talk real vulgar. Let's say somebody tried to do that. I travel with security that you don't even know who they are. There's people that I travel with that they know who the people, my people on Instagram and stuff know who they are because we take pictures. But there's also people that travel with me that are never on camera. So I would say that if you if you would like to see what happens, come at me. <laughs> Hi. For jo- actually people come at you. Jocelyn Hernandez had came at, you know, had a thing with you before. That's did, old news. Did and you ever... I don't choose to discuss that. Oh, okay. I didn't know if y'all ever resolved that. that. It's old news. Oh, got you. 
<laughs> shut that down. You shut it down quick, huh? Not playing with nothing like n- nothing to nobody. Never again. <laughs> and then for your new news, okay. <laughs> okay, so I'm on this show on HBO Max called Hacks, right? Uh-huh. You know about Hacks with Gene Smart? Yeah. Okay, so I'm on that. So y'all check that out. And I am in a fabulous Juneteenth-themed movie that's running right now on BET+. Plus. It's called Block Party. It's directed by black female Canadian director Don Wilkinson. It's starring Margaret Avery, who is, of course, Sugar Avery in the original Color Purple, which she's trying so hard to shed that image. She really wants to do more comedy. And in this film, she's amazing, fantastic. Do- and sexy and wonderful. Okay, Juneteenth, right? Yeah. So it's now becoming a thing. Black- no, bitch, I'm not through talking about the movie yet. Oh, shit, so my fuck? bad. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, Golden Brooks from Girlfriends is in the film as uh-huh. well, as well as Faze on Love and various other people. It's a beautiful story. Uh, it deals with a little bit of dimension, Alzheimer's. It deals with Juneteenth. It deals with family, and it's a really good, feel-good movie out and want everybody to check it out on BET plus okay, okay you were now, saying now this is that was her um coming to um plug real quick you asked what the fuck I was doing I know but look new. here you said what I'm are allowed you doing to new? listen but I'm you allowed said, what to are you cut doing you. new <laughs> yeah so I told him <laughs> yeah but I'm allowed to sit there and interrupt about things okay but that's that's a part of the sign up shit that you did, you came to the chair for oh well it didn't work though <laughs> and now we're back to right where you wanted to be so what's up Juneteenth right yeah. it's now as far as celebrated a lot how do you think it'll be better celebrated for more people to come across? Like, it, to make it like a 4th of July situation? Well, 4th of July is a bad word now, so we don't do that anymore. We cook a barbecue on Juneteenth. Uh, a lot <laughs> of the stuff that happened during the George Floyd Revolution, I call it, is that people started to recognize that all of our education has been based on a lie. You know, no, uh, you cannot erase the contribution of black, brown, even Asian, Polynesian people from this motherfucking country. So um, Juneteenth is the 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 the, 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 the official black holiday. Okay. Yeah. That, and, and it's legal now. And that's why the movie was good because it's the first movie dealing with Juneteenth since Juneteenth to become legal holiday. Mm-hmm. I think that it's not our job to try to get more people to be onto it because there's people been celebrating Juneteenth for many, many years. It just became a legal holiday. Now, I think as it progresses and gets more attention and parades and things like that, people will get on board, you know, because yep. it's the truth. But, uh, you know, it's not our job to try to go and make, hey, hey, look at us, recognize, I'm sorry, look at us, recognize us, you know, it's like, you know, do it or don't do it, feel it or don't feel it. <laughs> and for, when you say as far as feel it or don't feel it, it's, you don't, you do feel like it should be more education or more It like- definitely should be more education. Yes, that's where it starts. That's the problem is that the whole educational system that, 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 that we, that it came to to surface during this revolution is a lie. Now they send your kids back to school and they're continuing to teach the same lie. Uh-huh. They haven't changed anything. So that to me is bananas. 
Like, it's been proven that all this shit was a lie. All these statues, all this shit is trash. And now you're going to go back and say, well, we don't have time to really fix it, so just keep keep believing this. Yeah. Bullshit. If you're homeschooling your kids, keep doing it because, you know, plus it's safer. I know. I'm, I would never homeschool my kids. Well, do you, you, you do have a child, don't you? Yeah, I mean, there's my kid right there. That's your boy? Where? Right there. there. Yeah, right that's there. yeah, that's mine. Okay, how old is he? No, she's a girl. I can't see. Jaya. Oh, hi, baby. Behind the monitor. Yeah. <laughs> how old is she? She is eight. It's gonna be nine soon. Oh. Yeah. So I but I would personally, I mean, you ain't gonna sit at the crib and bother me all the goddamn day. That's well, what you're not about to do. So there's well, no way it well, can even work. Don't say that. But what did you do during Corona? Oh, um, I. I still sent her on her way. I, I, but the school wasn't open. Oh, her teacher was. And so would you drop the kid off at the teacher's house? Amen. Homeschool. Yes, ma'am. Oh, is that what you did? <laughs> I did. Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah. Shout out to Miss Gibson. Oh, hi, Miss Gibson. Miss <laughs> Gibson said, run me my coin. <laughs> yeah. I, it was no problem. <laughs> it was no problem. Ms. I'm hitting Ms. you right off of Slauson. She's, okay. You know what I'm saying? She now was right off of Slauson right there. I'm, I'm, she's, she's in you the building. You like Miss Gibson? <laughs> you like yeah. Miss Gibson, baby? She goes to um she goes to school in Inglewood. Um, all black school in Inglewood. Okay. <laughs> we they, Gibson must be fire though. <laughs> she must be great. Yeah. But um speaking of different things as far as um kids and issues, right? They're having all these new bands with, you know, pro choice and women as far as abortion goes. How do you feel about that? Well, I don't feel that you should be made to have your rapist child mm-hmm. if you don't want to. Yeah. You know? And uh, so I just feel that, you know, I grew up with abortions, <laughs> thank God. And, um, uh, you know, it, it should be, you should have a choice, I think. Because there's many circumstances that women get pregnant that are not, you know, down the yellow brick road, you know? Yeah. And why should you have to live with stuff like that? It may sound, you know, unchristian or morbid or whatever, but... You know, at the end of the day, you should have a choice. Yeah, and then for the the whole factor that not having a choice and all that stuff is obviously bogus, you know, so. Of course. Let women choose what they want to do with their bodies, you know. Like, you just shouldn't have to have your brother's kid. There's, there's a lot of shit going on out there. Yeah. Mm. A lot of molestations, a lot of stuff like that. You shouldn't have to. You, it's not the kids' fault, right? But you should uh, no. If if you want to, if you want to be the martyr, be the saint, you're the bigger person, bigger than me, and you can deal with something like that, then fine. But if you can't, then you shouldn't go crazy, maybe harm the child, harm yourself, because you didn't have the choice to maybe terminate the pregnancy early, 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 early on. Yeah. Do you um four kids? You have one daughter. Um, oh, and how are you and your daughter? How's your daughter doing with um, the whole corona situation and everything? Well, that was hard for us because uh-huh. my daughter's a dancer, professional dancer, like for award shows and stuff, and behind artists. And she's creative. And, you know, there was no dance studios open. She didn't just go, you know, dance in the backyard and stuff like that. I wasn't working, you know, and we were. Uh, I had made it, you know, she was still pretty out there at first. And I was like, 
you know, I'm scared of this. That's what you told me at, when I seen you at the swap meet. You're like, oh, man, I'm tripping on everybody right now. Yeah, she don't, she didn't live with me in the first place. People think I kicked her out. I just said, you you got to stay here. or you, you, can't, you can't be going out with your friends and then coming up in here because it's just we don't know enough about it. It's transferable. You know, do your thing if you want to do your thing, but you can't bring it to me. That's mm-hmm. all. Did you ever about. end up catching COVID? Uh, yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. And was it hard for you, or was no, it? No, eight days, and I was back on the block. But I, but somebody put COVID in my mouth. Who put COVID in your mouth? A guy. And, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> Would uh, he kiss uh, you or something? Uh, yeah. And he had it? Yeah, but he was asymptomatic, so he didn't know he had it. Feel me. We was getting ready to do the breakfast club in New York. Yeah. My 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 manager was with me. He tested negative. My publicist was with me. She tested negative. My security was with me. He tested negative. My nephew, I think somebody was with me, he tested negative. And this dude that I had plans to do a photo shoot with, a Fenty photo shoot with, mm-hmm. um, you know, we was going to do the photo shoot. Was he a model? Or? Yeah, he's a model. Uh-huh. And uh, so, you know, we we kissed a little bit. <laughs> And then I caught a cold, and then I got really sick, and then I had to go home. Oh, damn. Did you end up getting to do the photo shoot? No, but we got to do I'm going back to New York in September. Oh, and when you only had one kid, do you ever regret not having more kids? Absolutely not. Where's the camera? No, no, <laughs> no and no. One and done. She's amazing. I'm blessed. But when you start... Getting the multiples, one of them going to be the serial killer. No, 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 <laughs> no, just one for me. That was enough for me. I was proud that I could do that. I didn't think I was going to do that. For um, You said that you all, oh, you were proud that you couldn't even pop that one through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the other ones was like, okay, we're not doing no more kids, but this is it. <laughs> I don't know what nobody else said, but I know that I can. I, 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 it's not even about the pregnancy. I had a great pregnancy. Uh, I had a C-section, you know, vagina is just like it was in 77. But um, <laughs> well, it's, the, it's the education and the money and the time and uh, being on the road and missing shit yeah. and all that type of stuff that I would never want to do again. I, I, I don't want to be on the road when I finally have a grandchild. I don't want to. I want to be there more than I was for my daughter. You You want your daughter to have kids? What kind of question is that? No, I said, you ready to be a grandma? No, I wanted to have kids, and no, I'm not ready to be a grandma. Yeah, that's the I question. Want, that's exactly the point. <laughs> that's exactly the I point. I wanted to have kids, yeah, but not exactly. yet. exactly. <laughs> that's exactly the goddamn point. Not, not yet. That's why the question is. <laughs> no, because I wanted to enjoy her career for a while. I wanted to dance. I wanted to travel and see the world before she started selling down with some damn kid. And she's not financially stable, so who pocket that fall into? Mine. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to have a kid, but not yet. You... <laughs> She'll shit together first. <laughs> That's your message to your baby girl. Get okay. Your shit together for you. Stop yeah. pop not these goddamn. Yeah. No, but I already knew. That's why I asked you because <laughs> you don't even seem like the grandma type. Like, but I'm a great. Uh, like I used to be a Girl Scout leader. I was just around six kids under seven years old in the same house. This weekend, I changed diapers. I disciplined. I did knock a kid over on his little race car the other day but that was sort of by accident <laughs> but you know well, be, um, not, you, nowadays though you're not allowed to beat your kids though so you know you're not you're technically not allowed to give ass whoopings anymore who's in a house to see what you do in your house 
No, Lunell, it's not about the house. It's now if you decide to Raquel, hit your kid. Raquel, you ain't never <laughs> spanked your baby. Listen. Did you ever spank the baby? I mean, sometimes. Well, she's right over there and she can answer. <laughs> she out of here, actually. She went to her daddy. Uh, guys. She uh, got picked up. Uh, 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 that was all planned. <laughs> no, I just said, but no, now I mean, you, really, you know, you nobody wants can't. to be the child, and I would never uh, take out the aggressions that I have towards certain children <laughs> with a beating. But I do believe in discipline. That's what's wrong with some of these kids these days. They just run a wild telling the parents what to do. You know. What is what was one of your funnest memories that you have with Cat? Riding my first uh, G six private plane. That was beyond. <laughs> what y'all do? Tell me about the memory. We we played some of his music because he does music as well. A lot of people don't know. We played some of his music. We were drinking champagne. We were smoking on the plane. And we were, you know, eating and being waited on and giving each other high fives. And just like, this is incredible. Incredible. I've only ever been on a, a private plane with two people, and that's Kat and Dave Chappelle. Dang. So Dave Chappelle also. And how is that, how is that plane right? <clears throat> They're all amazing. Anytime you can fly private, it's amazing. Walk around, get food, drink some. Yeah, I mean, some. That, I only rode in a private plane one time. And Whose you know, was it? Um, well, Harvey took me on a private plane to Vegas, but um, that was the only time I ever rode in a private plane. But besides that, I just do, like, the regular shit, so. Well, me too, but I'm just saying it sure is great, though, when you get a chance to do it. Yeah, I, I mean, I need that lifestyle. Yeah, but Vegas, like, that's cute for a beginner, then you got to go like cross country on one. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Well, excuse me. Okay, no, I, I mean I'm just saying. <laughs> I haven't had the leisure yet to go cross country. I had the 40 minute ride. Okay, yeah, I get it. It's, you know, it just happened that was Chappelle. The, the flight for to Yellow Springs was, you know, a couple hours or whatever. For Chappelle, when he went on stage and had the whole incident when someone attacked him, what do you feel about like things that should happen? that can prevent those incidents? Well, I hold the Hollywood Bowl totally responsible. Because mm -hmm. how did that even happen? What if that fool had arrested Jerry Seinfeld like that? What would they have done to him then? The fact that the boy didn't get charged, I think is absurd. And the lack of security that allowed that to happen in the first place is and gross negligence, that's the way I feel about it. Mm -hmm. And nobody should have never got that close to him. Yeah. You know, that wasn't supposed to be out there or part of the show. Real shit. Do you think that um, he should, um, like, sue Hollywood Bowl? That's not really his spirit, you know what I'm saying? He don't really do stuff like that because... He would, to me, I feel like he would rather, like, <laughs> help them improve their security system. You know what I'm saying? He's the type of person who would, would do that. Um, he doesn't, uh, surely doesn't need, need to sue anybody. And um, if he was going to do it, I think he would have filed by now. But, um, you know, sometimes it's just not worth the, the hassle. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Court dates and stuff like that. So... Yeah, I know. I, I I think he should do whatever he, he wanted to do. Now me, yeah, I'd have sued the bitch. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, I'd have sued the Hollywood Bowl. Fuck that. I'd have dug up Johnny Cochran and we'd have sued the fuck out them. Dug up Johnny Cochran. I'd have dug his ass up. <laughs> He's crazy as hell. He's not dug up Johnny Cochran. I can't with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. That's how I'm serious. Yeah. You need Johnny Cochran for some shit like that. You know, you're, um, of course, you're in the streets all the time. How do you feel about what's going on with Nipsey's trial? That opens up a whole wound again, you know? Mm -hmm. I live in that area. Yeah, I know. And... You know, it's sort of like post-traumatic stress because I think that, you know, like I'm moving next year, I'm going to buy a house next year, another one. And I have to get out of there for my own mental health because, and I'm like, I'm like, girl, you are too old to keep breathing this boy like this, but when you drive past the crime scene every day, it don't never, 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 never leave you, especially in that area. Mm -hmm. It's so nipsified with the murals and the memories and the videos that were shot at the bank over there in front of this place, uh, this car wash that you used to go to. There's so many stories on the street. And um, I think that they, the, the black community don't hate nobody right now as much as they hate Eric Holder's bitch ass. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a lot of, ta you know, he's, he's a lot of taxpayer money housing that bitch for the last three years when I know for a fact there's people salivating for him to be released into general pop. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So street justice. I heard for Lauren. It makes me sick. I feel like there's just a little glitter in her eye that's not quite there no more you know she's beautiful still great mom from everything we see all that stuff but there's just you know part of her died when when he died period and um, now she's like a a legacy you know like if Martin Luther King was your man or something like that you know I heard for his grandmother mm -hmm. you know for his children Imani and Cross yeah. For his brother Sam, them fools was close, close. And his mother, you know, and everybody. It's just terrible. And I heard for us as a as a community in the Crenshaw district, and I heard for us as a people because it's reached reach so far. Mm hmm You know? Uh we didn't even know where Reach Trio was until we found out it was the Reach Trio or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. And just through his death, we've learned so much. He's teaching way beyond the grave. And he's shown us one example of generational wealth because the kids are set for life. Well, you know, with the collaboration with the Puma, the, the, the marathon, yeah, no, all this. That's, but you know, you know what's so funny, right? I am now um, a life insurance agent as well, right? So when he died... They said that the person who's coaching me, um, Gary, um, he told me that his income tripled because that of, day, you know, day. a million Look. on my flesh with Nipsey, Nipsey's lyrics. It made it everybody, the whole black community went in full force 
And now then they listen to his lyrics and everybody wanted life insurance. That part. And because everything that he touched or was affiliated with, as far as merchandise, mm-hmm. sold, oversold, triple sold, give us some time, we're sold out, this, that, you know, and it'll be like that forever. They're always going to want marathon clothing, mm-hmm. period. But his children have got such a blueprint, you know. He was yeah. trying to lay out the blueprint for us. You know, it says in the song, Hustle paid the price. He did. Yeah, definitely. And um, But his children and their children are going to, they're going to be raised right. They're going to know about it, you know, what they do. And you never know what a kid going to do. But, you know, they're going to have an opportunity to really uh, be the uh, people that the ancestors have been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Are you moving out of the Crenshaw district because of what happened in Nipsey? Are you moving just because of your own? I'm not really moving out of the district. Oh, you just moving? I might there. go up to Baldwin Hills. I might go to Ladera or maybe Marina Del Rey, which literally is only 15 minutes away. So I'm not going north of the 10 freeway unless somebody gives me some property because I've lived in North Hollywood before and on uh, Mulholland, and it's not my vibe. It looks like it is, but it's not. When you get to play a bid whist and it's 901 and you're in the backyard chilling with the homies and the police come, you know, that's that's not, it's not for me. I, we have a very, in my neighborhood, very black and, and Latino. And we don't bother them when they want to party and play mm-hmm. music all the way to three or four o'clock in the morning. Nobody, that's music. Yeah. It ain't like somebody's fighting. It's mm-hmm. music. And then when we do our little black thing, don't nobody, you know, it's just not about, you know, we got we got neighbors. That's why neighborhood, we got neighbors. We can go to the door. Yeah, neighborhood. We can, we can go to the door. <laughs> yeah, 6 <six-o. laughs> Yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't, yeah, that's right. We don't call the police. That's, that's what we don't do, you know, because it can always turn out so bad. And you might have had one intention, you might have been spiteful or something. Now you done got somebody daddy killed. You have call the police. Well, for calling, I mean, I guess, but I being mean, but being just, a snitch now, I guess people are feeling that being a snitch now, I guess, is now acceptable. Ain't snitching. If I see a motherfucking knock an old lady down and I call the police, that's not snitching. If I see somebody breaking in my partner's house across the street, that's not motherfucking snitching. That's just trying to help somebody mm-hmm. out that deserve to be helped the fuck out. That's what I would want somebody to do for me. Yeah, what's you your... just got to pray now that the right cop shows up. So for your, what is your definition of snitching in general? I don't want to get into that. Okay. You know? Yeah. No, I'm just a wondering. A snitch knows what a snitch is, and people who know what snitches are know what they are. <laughs> I'm not going to sit up here and try to put my definition. Everybody knows what that is. Everybody for, knows. For, let's, I want to just put, as far as the category, right? Tiffany Haddish, Monique, you, where do you feel that, like, you fall in the lineup with them? I'm not going to do that either because um, that's petty. And I do have my own opinions, but they're they're my own. I would never come on a media platform and put down my sisters, you know, in the game because I know what it takes. No, no, not putting putting them down. No, but in a way, it would be that, you know, if you try to rate yourself amongst No, I just said, like, you know. Yeah, but I can't do it like that. 
I just say that, you know, we all got different styles. Uh -huh. We all took different paths. Well, you and Tiffany, though, are very similar path. You yeah, know. but I was in the game before Tiffany, but not much more before Tiffany. And um, she's, uh, uh, you know, more marketable because, you know, she's beautiful and, you know, can wear the designer clothes and stuff like that. And believe it or not, that does have something to do with it in this town. Wait, but you think so, though? Yeah, I do. And I think that Tiffany is a better actress. See, that she's a great comedic, she's a great, she's a good comic, but she's a great actress. Mm -hmm. That's the way I feel, you know. And I think, because I started Kitchen, I've I been impressed by a lot of, acting is work. It's more work than it is to do stand-up, really. I mean, no, stand-up is more work than to do that, but it's work. You got to learn lines and blocking and do this and be on location and da-da-da-da-da-da. You know, and all that kind of stuff. And I, I commend her for that. I'm not that great an actress, but I bring my own little ghetto Saquon to everything I do. <laughs> when you say as far as more marketable, do you feel like with different comedians, like if you look a certain way, you're way more marketable? Like Sure, and that? youth sells. Like, don't fool yourself in this town. Youth, youth sells. And, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm not intimidated by this shit. You know, I get some mine. I feel good about myself. Uh, you know, everybody want to lose a little belly, a little chin. But, you know, I'm not uh, sitting home sucking my thumb, talking about I wish, 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 and all this type of stuff. It is what it is. I'm not fucking 13, 15, 17 years old no more, and I'm not going to go get carved the fuck up. So, <laughs> Would you ever get... Um, did you take a Corona I, test? Your listen. ass came up in it. <laughs> I did take a COVID test. I don't have COVID. Where the lights off? I have allergies. Excuse me. That's what they call it. <laughs> yeah, I don't got the goddamn Rona <laughs> shit. You ain't gonna put Rona me... don't make you sneeze, by the way. It well, don't. I don't even know. It what make the... you cough. Okay, well, you haven't seen me do a cough one damn time. You asked me some wild shit. I'm just fucking with you. I'm just fucking with you, man. <laughs> no, I'm playing. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, I just think that um, everybody got their path. Everybody get their thing. But, you know, I bow down to all of them. As Monique did the first, you know, the, the Queens of Comedy was the first black female comedy tour ever. Yeah. Okay, and that they can never be, that can never be erased, even though people don't like to talk about it, even though the Queens didn't go out to do what the Kings went on to do. Why? I don't really know. But because, what's your what's Well, your see, reasoning? back then, back then, when they did that tour, I don't think everybody... I don't know, but I don't think everybody had publicists and mm -hmm. big agents and stuff like that to help them capitalize on the fire that they had just done. It was like they did it and it was over. Now, them boys, I don't really know what their situation was either, but, you know, DL and said, yeah, and the late Bernie Mac would have. And Every single Steve one of them came out, big would, deal. Yeah. Every single one of them. Yeah, I don't quite understand. It, but even for the why Queens that of, happened or how that happened for the Queens of Comedy, I remember Monique and who else was on there? Adele Gibbons, some more, and Laura Hayes. There you have it. Shame. Okay. Now you see that just proved what I'm saying right there. Mm -hmm. They, they, the boys did the biggest male comedy tour ever. The females did the biggest comedy tour ever, and people can't remember their name. Well, it's not just you. I, I'm not gonna lie, I did not remember, no, but, but I, was, I did definitely remember for the Kings of Comedy. Yeah. So, but there's a reason for that, and I'm trying to exactly figure out what it is. Did they not promote the 
queens like they did the kings? Did they not get behind the women like they did the men? You know, why did all those men go on to be hugely financially successful and the women are nowhere close to that? Mm, yeah. Facts. Maybe Monique, but she did just get breaded the fuck out. Well, Sorry, no, Netflix. I mean, Monique made a. I mean, Monique made a massive comeback. I don't know, you know, like she just got as, fifty million dollars from Netflix. Yeah, like they ante the fuck up. Well, wow, who saw that coming? Nobody thought she was gonna win. Be honest, but guess what? They might have given her fifty million to shut the fuck up. But in, in, in the event, you know, she got the check, so. Yeah. Right on, shit. Right on. <laughs> shit. Monique, I mean, Monique obviously definitely she won. for her. She said she's fighting for all of us, so I'll, I'll take that. Well, have you got the call yet? <laughs> I'm waiting for the Illuminati to call me. <laughs> they, don't, they don't want me. Are you sure? <laughs> mm -hmm. They would have called me by now. <laughs> yeah. And I'm kidding, kidding, no. kidding. What's your What's your ten year plan? My ten year plan? Well, uh, I wanna uh, I wanna get a house next year. I want to buy this building that I have two studios in right now. I want to have be the next black woman in late night because they've had black women in late night. Sorry, Monique. Sorry, Robin Thede, but they haven't had the right one, and I'm the right one. I was made for late night. Like Sherry Shepard's made for daytime, I'm made for late night. I don't choose to learn how to make a Christmas wreath out of toilet tissue rolls and yeah. sell uh, jewelry. I want to talk about what's real, and I want to be, you know, like these guys in late night. After 11, you don't see a number of white man after white man after white man after white man. Like, come on. Like, black folks don't come home from work late and want to see somebody that's intelligent and fun and entertaining. That's me, baby. So, you know, for anybody out there that's want to make a million dollars out the gate, get at me because I'm just a million dollars walking around. It's a it's a win-win. Bingo. All right. Well, I have the legendary today, Lunell. I'm very happy you came to sit with me. Me too. You're, your your camera's making me look really cute too. I like the way they shade. I had that double chin. And um, if you oh, want to follow, follow oh. me on Instagram, you can follow me at Lunell. Tell me that you heard me on uh, saw me on Raquel's show TMZ. And uh, hit me it's at, tricky. It's tricky. Uh, it's tricky with Raquel, right? Yeah, cause shit is tricky. It is. <laughs> and you can hit me on uh, at Lunell at L-U-E-N-E-L-L. -L. There it is.